0: The hype train is and we're like, oh
1: my god, these table
0: We're oh, so good. can we just stop that crap. Ireland could win the World Cup. Let's be honest. Don't oh, Shane could no. Why are we so afraid yeah. of this? OTB AM live weekday mornings from seven thirty on the OTB Sports app.
2: OTB AM with Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. We're heading
1: into round two of the uh, Guinness Six Nations, of course, this weekend. Alan Quinlan, good morning to you.
2: Morning lads, how are you? Flying, a thanks, how are you keeping? Good thanks, yeah. Very good, good.
1: Good advice you gave us last week in this slot. You were like watching it. I know you were doing the sales job, but it was very good advice. The clips were doing their own. Sonny Bill Williams was if you get into the action at the end of it. I know you're not going to be as vociferously uh, promoting tonight's game for uh, for various reasons, Quinny, but um there's a lot of brilliant talent in that team.
2: Yeah, there is uh, it was a very um it was a brilliant match on Friday night in Wales and I think the first half I was a, um, a little bit shocked as it were the Irish supporters that were there in Coulombay, Um with probably the way Wales put Ireland under pressure. Their backs were outstanding. Um, they could have been further ahead. Ireland were hanging on a little bit. And then they turned it around the second half and got some brilliant tries themselves, I think. The two tries they scored, Ireland scored in the first half, were obviously a bit uh, forward. Uh, dump, uh, orientated with um, you know pressure and power off of malls. um Wales backs as I said there's a guy playing Louis Hennessy outstanding at 13 for Wales under 20s and uh, they put Ireland under a lot of pressure but um, Richie Murphy obviously um, got, got the players in at half time and they came out with a different kind of intensity and and uh, performance in the second half and, and they were brilliant and um, the middle you know, the two second rows in the back row for, for Ireland were just huge men and uh, very powerful. And um, some of the offloads and the tries in the game, and obviously the the Sam against offload for for uh, Nicholson's try was was outstanding. Delicious. You know, yeah, it was brilliant. So um, very heartening to see so many good players coming through in the under-20s and uh, possible guys who could... Push on for um, you know Ireland honours in the future. They're playing France tonight. This is potentially again a Grand Slam decider. France France only barely got past Italy last week. Italy missed a conversion to win it. So it should be a great game in Cork tonight. Certainly.
1: So much to talk about with the uh, the game at the Aviva tomorrow. Um, we might start with the f- our, how Ireland's uh, hand has been forced. A load of injuries, uh, some of them obviously we've known about, and then some late injuries. And it really, when you think about it in terms of World Cup context, context, it's great. Like, we've been forced to build depth and make late changes and all the sorts of things that happen in the World Cup.
2: Yeah, Andy Farrell said that to me, that... Um it's uh it's he's been really tested and challenged um i think it was very brave um and a big call for ireland they obviously made a decision at the start of the week um around um the injuries and you know ruling gibson park and 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 furlong out early in the week and keen healy um i think if it was the last game of the championship or a cup final or something like that some of these players would have possibly played but um I think this is what he wants and I think he wants to kind of challenge the squad in the depths and uh he's and to be fair um pretty positive and his attitude is pretty good towards that um obviously if the coach comes up and starts talking about the misfortune of injuries before a game it's it's um it's not great for your side's mentality going into the game but you genuinely believe Andy Farrell that he's he's liking the challenges around this obviously if France beat them tomorrow he it'll You know, we'll debate whether it was a good thing or a bad thing, but, um, you know, you you go to a World Cup. I think 2015, Adrian, if you think back to that Argentina game and um, Johnny Sexton's gone, Paul O'Connell, Peter O'Mahony, Tommy Bo, Sean O'Brien, there's five of them gone. Um, And it was really crucial. So hopefully, if something like that happens in the World Cup, that they'll be able to cope. And, And obviously, the likes of Stuart McCluskey and and Finlay Beelam are the ones that are, you know, the big winners here. We know what Rob Herring can do. He's a very good player and, and having Ronan Kelleher back as well is 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 brilliant. But I think also Conor Murray just yeah. you know, we've we've been talking a lot about the way Ireland have played and how good Gibson Park has been in the last twelve, eighteen months with Ireland, the pace, the tempo. Um so it's another opportunity for him and he delivered last week, Conor Murray, but you know, Finlay is the one here, and that's probably an area where we were worried about the depth. Again, we'll know more tomorrow. He's coming up against Cyril Bay in a very strong French front row, but it's not a bad situation uh, for them, and they've just got to cope with it. And I think, you know, going back to what I said, announcing it early in the week, ruling out the players, you, some coaches and teams before would have kept this quiet till Thursday, you know what I mean? So the opposition can't prepare, and um, you keep it quiet for a bit. They announced it early, so they're confident in what they're doing.
1: Can I just, I'm, 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 as you can tell, very optimistic about the, um, the the fact that we've been forced into the injuries and the help it gives us in terms of the World Cup planning. Can I be pessimistic for a second and say, because I yeah. was interested in your thoughts there about the you've already name checked, because I wanted to ask you about the real terms benefit, as in who are the players now that have put their hands up? Have we been lulled into a false sense against the outlaws of Wales, like you name checked uh, Blem? Uh, you name-checked Herring, you name-checked Murray, and obviously there are others there, McCluskey, and then this weekend, obviously, Coyne, Casey, Callagher come into the mix as well. Have, have we been lulled into a false sense of depth by playing the outlaws of Wales that we may be about to get exposed a little bit more of and suddenly realise, actually, we're not in such rude health?
2: Yeah, it could happen. Um, I think if you look at the players that are missing, Adrian, it's very simple. Robbie Henshaw would start, Dan Sheehan would start, Jamison Gibson Park would start in type furlong. So there's four kind of guaranteed players who would start in the team if they were available. Um, I, I think, um, obviously, we'll know more tomorrow. France were poor against Italy. Um, it, it's down to the mental side of things as well. Like, you know, it's hard to keep it going all the time when you're winning. And we saw a bit of a lull in November from Ireland against Fiji and Australia. And at the time, people were saying, and Andy Farrell said, it, it's not a bad thing. Um, I think the, the the depth chart that you're talking about is is about powerful players coming off the bench and very little between uh, selections, if you know what I mean. There's a big difference between, with all due respect to Finley Finlay, Bieland, who's done brilliantly, and I think he's... He's working his socks off and um, improved his games so much and been really consistent. But Type Farlong is world class. Robbie Henshaw is world class um, and you know a consistent performer. Gibson Park has been so good. If the performance didn't go well tomorrow and and you know it's it's that's the reality of what we faced in Wales. That. Um, Warren Gatlin rolled the dice going back with a lot of older players. Um Ireland were very, very good. And how good were, were Wales? That's 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 you know, if you were kind of been picking through it. Um I think Ireland would be very mindful of that themselves. But as regards, you know, getting impact off the bench, I think there's a lot of impact off that, that Ireland bench tomorrow. Having Ian Henderson back really kind of helps that. That that situation, Jack Conan off the bench, <coughs> a lot of experience having Kilcoyne come in there for for um, Keane Healy as well. So we don't know, but I think there's a lot of players, and 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 the the look of the bench is one of experience and guys who won't panic when they come into a big international test match. And that's your fear sometimes that you end up with players that can't make a difference or, or change the game when they come in. And Ireland's depth chart, even though. There are certain positions, you know, you'd love to be deeper in and have guys outside the twenty three who were very unfortunate. There's lots of loose forwards, as there always is, but um, you know, front row, um, as regards to the prop situation, um regular starters for the provinces, guys really um if they were if they were in any other team they get picked. So you'd love to have that situation. France have a depth chart that's that's uh, people'd be very envious of but I think it's improved a lot. Yes, for sure.
0: Couldn't help but notice what y- y- you might call the rugby league influence on a couple of the games last weekend, Quinny. Like you, especially Wigan Warriors this weekend, you have Andy Farrell up against Sean Edwards. In many respects, um, seemed to be a lot more offloading from the Irish team. Like it's it's it seems like a more entertaining product watching Ireland now, and even watching France as well than say games ten, twelve years ago. Is that why we're all so excited about this match tomorrow? Because it's two teams with quite exciting styles.
2: Um, yeah, well I wouldn't say to be careful would say way I say this, Sean Edwards could be watching this morning. Um I don't I think Wales are pragmatic in their approach where they obviously realize that they have incredible power and physicality. Um they're a very big side. DuPont is the best rugby player in the world. Um he's just outstanding. He's attack defensively, he breaks up the oppositions attack a lot of the times. But France kick a lot. Um, they kick out of defence the and they put the ball straight up the middle of the field. They don't necessarily kick for touch. Um, they are very, very talented and can move the ball when they have to. But um, their style is to try and get in the opposition 22 and really um, that's when they come alive and they, they, you know, they look for little bits of magic and they have a lot of X-Factor players. Mo at 12 as a you know, superb players. Well, there's no Jonathan Dante there who's who plays for La Rochelle and he's been very effective for this French team as well. Uh, Gail Fic, who is very experienced. So um, they have lots of big ball carriers and they can run out over people. But for Ireland, it's it, their game, the, you talk about the excitement of the offloading and stuff like that. It, I think it's just a confidence in attack mm. and uh, lines are running and all that stuff. If, if 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 there was anywhere that would concern me as Ireland, just being a bit more pragmatic at times, and um, we saw it 20 minutes after halftime last week, it's just maybe getting hold of the ball, kicking long, getting good line speed, putting pressure on the opposition and trying to play for territory. Uh, but you don't want to change or stifle their mentality because they were under incredible pressure in New Zealand in the second and third test and they, the confidence they showed to just keep the ball alive and their accuracy is, is very impressive. But, you know, it, tomorrow is a real test as regards that physicality because they struggled last year in Paris, even though they clawed their way back into the game. They struggled with um, physicality and, and, you know, Sean Edwards, a lot of it is down to Sean Edwards and his plan, closing the gap in the lineup, big pressure at the scrum pressure at breakdown, line speed, all that kind of stuff. And and Ireland looked disjointed and looked a little bit out of sorts in that first half last year in, in Paris. They got the confidence then in the second half to well they'd no other choice but to go and attack and they and they were brilliant in that second half, the way they played and, and clawed their way right back into the game. So it is gonna be down to how they manage the game as well. But I I suppose Shane, me saying that you know France are pragmatic France can be incredibly dangerous as well. If mm. something is on, you know, Intimac will go for it or, or DuPont, and then the reaction is pretty good. The big improvement with this French side, and and we've said it many times, is their work rate, fitness, and their attitude around, you know, staying alive all the time and playing, trying to be really intense in what they do. You're always you you've, you've all, you're always going to play against a big French side, but you back yourself and and anyone who's ever beaten them in the last. 10 years is, it's down to keeping the ball for long periods of time and hoping they switch off and get a little bit lazy but the mentality of this French team is different and I think we we'll would see a different French team than we saw in Rome last week they know that themselves
0: I want to be careful how I phrase this but, but there was the the, the um, comments uh, years ago in, in hurling Donal O'Kusak accused the uh, Kilkenny players of being like Stepford Wives, like the robotic kind of way they went about things. It was very under-cody regimented. There was comments from from Johnny Sexton during the week when I was watching the press conference where he was like, we now embrace the favourites tag. We embrace being word number one. In the nicest possible way, it, it, it's, is it quite a, a positive thing for an Irish fan to hear? Because years ago, that number, that number one or the favourites tag mightn't have been worn too lightly, but this team seemed more robotic and more well-able to wear it.
2: Yeah, I think uh, yes, for sure, and it is a it, it's a stronger mentality. I think they're under no illusions that, and and most sports people are. If you don't turn up with the right attitude, and you get you you use that confidence in the wrong way, you can get found out and you can get cut out. I think it's really good thing to generate, and you know I've been in dress rooms before where you're under pressure before the game or at half time and someone speaks up and you actually believe what they say, that, in other words, in simple terms, if somebody says, well, we've not performed in the first half, and if we do X, Y, and Z, and we're fitter and we have this fitness and we can score tries if we hold on to the ball, and you start to believe it and generate it, I think – it's kind of like having that before the game, but also being aware if you don't do your basics well, if you're sloppy in your scrums and lineouts, and you're a little bit slow into the breakdown, things start to unravel a little bit. And um, so I think there is a confidence there, but I, I think there's there's they're humble around that confidence if if you know what I mean. I think none of us, well, I certainly don't think that in any way they will get cocky about you know French side coming to Dublin who. On their day, are and they are favourites for the World Cup, and they're real potential winners at the World Cup. They're that, going to be incredibly hard to stop.
1: On, on that, Quinny, just to pick that up, because if Italy do as they should have done with the last play of the game, if they had like an out half who could have squeezed them into the corner, if they had a little bit more composure, we'd have a totally different conversation about France today, right? We've been saying, oh jeez, they were caught by Italy in the opening round. How do we fully reflect on them? What's your thoughts of like the tightness of that game? Should we be encouraged by their fallibility or impressed by the fact that they could actually grind it out in the end?
2: Um I think a mixture of both. I think um you know, France are kind of on a bit of a journey as well of of developing a mentality, and you know, Sean Edwards Galtier and, and Rafael Ibanez have done a brilliant job there. I think there's a different body language about this French side. Um, so we should be impressed that they they had enough to get the job done in a sense that they won playing poorly with a lot of bad discipline, but they didn't enjoy it. They wouldn't have enjoyed it. The bad news for Ireland is, um, you know, they're going to get a, a rocket up their backsides all week. It's a six-day turnaround for them. I think uh, they were rusty and uh, probably dis- really disappointed with the way they played at times and, you know, they should have kicked on and won by more, but credit to Italy. And I think everybody is delighted with with the way Italy played and hopefully they can continue that through the championship. But, um, you know, they're, they're, they're a very, very powerful side and they're, you know, this, this is a real challenge for them. You think coming to Dublin, they were here two years ago. And I think, um, Ireland were kind of struggling a little bit. They lost to Wales in the first round of the championship. Um, 15-13 15-13 to that, ga- that game in France I, I think if you remember James Lowe nearly scored in the corner one or two little defensive errors in France had two tries won the game and they were able to see it out so there's a lot of steel and resilience in these French players and they will uh, they'll know that the, the vast majority of the Irish team are Leinster players Toulouse have played them a number of times they were in Dublin here last year so they know that Ireland are going to try and play with this pace and tempo and they'll try and stop them but um, it'll be interesting, you know, <clears throat> maybe we've hyped France up too much, but I think, look, it's that's that's probably taken it too far. I think when you look at the players individually, there's a lot of brilliant players in there who probably just need to change gears a little bit. And it's a little bit of a ma- mental wake-up call for them.
1: And some of them, like you point out, know how to beat uh, <clears throat> Leinster. Uh, the Leinster players and in that, including some of the La Rochelle lads, including Ger- uh, Gregory Aldred and... Uh, the, the back row Quinny your area of speciality it looks like is such an intriguing intriguing battle he's Irish qualified um, through I think a grandparent Gregory Aldred uh, obviously that ship has sailed now <laughs> if he'd have turned green uh, like obviously one of the most fascinating battles is himself against Doris tomorrow if he'd turn green which one of them are you putting in your team?
2: Uh, they're two world class players aren't they they just have so many um, moments in the game turnovers carries um Alder is so kind of robust, and he's just non-stop. Works incredibly hard, and, and uh, I'm a big fan of his for a number of years. And he's he's always highly involved in what France are doing, um, with the ball, without the ball. Um, Doris, on the other hand, you know, I think his game has gone from strength to strength. Um, he, he, he's just his footwork, he's carrying. Um, I think I try and play the two of them, but. Doris is uh Doris is certainly the one for me that's that's just really grown as a player. I think he's incredibly mature now. He's reading the game is superb. I think and that's one big one of the biggest strengths for both of them actually, the way they read the game. And um any great number eights or number eights I would have played in my own career, um, you know, the best of best of those were ones who can read the game because um you know, you just you have to be a good footballer, obviously, but it's being able to see things in front of you, whether it be when you're defending or whether you're carrying the ball or or going forward. But uh, two wonderful players, and that's a real battle. And <clears throat> you can be a brilliant player, but it, 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 on either of these teams, Alder or, or Doris, um, but it's up to the players around them as well. And I think um, you know, it's 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 a really intriguing battle that whole front row for them to have. Um, Charles Olivon back as well is a big boost because he's a big leader for them. Um, he's their captain. He's been he was out for most of last year with a a cruciate ligament injury. Um, he's a great player as well. And Jolanch uh, is abrasive. He's aggressive. So um, yeah, it's a real battle and it's a real area of, of France's strength. They brought Black Francois Cross and on the, on the bench as well, and they've Malaku, who's another outstanding athlete as well. They've gone for that six-two split. So they're relying on that energy and power off the bench,
0: is. If you're Andy Farrell in the dressing room, Quinny, what areas of the French game are you focusing on to target? Like the, the Mall was one in which, I know Italy got one try certainly from the French Mall mistake and a penalty as well at one stage. And then the, the indiscipline as well, 18, I, think, I don't think they had conceded, I read somewhere that the, the last time they conceded more penalties was in 2003, in a Six Nations match against Italy, uh, 18 Ireland conceded 13 of their own against Wales. But if they can pinpoint that French indiscipline and force mistakes, surely that's a, a route to a victory.
2: Well, against anyone, Shane, if you can uh, if you can build multiple phases, teams, um, no matter how disciplined you are, you're going to get pinged here and there for for offside or indiscretion. So. I think if, if Ireland were looking to and and it's about their attack as well and how you beat France it's it's about keeping the ball for long periods of time um I think you'd be more concerned about their strengths if mm. if if um if I was being honest which is the scrum um their their power around the breakdown their physicality how do you combat that um, that first half in Paris last year was was a little bit scary to be honest with the way they just physically out-muscled Ireland on a few occasions um it wasn't down to sheer size or anything like that. it was just their very physical side and their abrasive players so for Ireland, getting the scrum right is number one priority i think um winning their own lineup ball and, and you know we saw last week that some great attacks off their lineup when they won clean possession. I think if you're trying to expose France in any way, um, I think it's just playing with that pace and tempo and being really accurate in attack, and hope that you get into you know high high phases and that you can get mismatches. But um, Ireland Ireland's Mall has been really good defensively and from an attacking point of view, so you can't drift away from what you want to do in a game as well. And 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 but I just I don't I think Ireland and and They did it last week a lot. They win line out the field. Um, Someone secures the ball and then you have Sheehan or Van der Fleer coming off the the back of the line or Doris. So it just gives you a little bit of space throughout the field and and allows you to pick places to attack.
1: Um, I'm going to need one-word answers from you here because uh, you're another media outlet coming, uh, one of your many portfolio of media outlets, Quinny, looking to uh, to come and get you. So give me one-word answers here then. Ireland, France?
2: Um, I think Ireland will win.
1: Scotland, Wales, come on, Wales!
2: Um, I think Scotland will win. They slipped up two years ago in the same fixture, so um, uh, same same kind of results. But I I think this time, um, yeah, I think Scotland will win this time. It's a good Welsh side, though. It's exciting that Warren Gatland has made six changes. hmm. He's gone for youth. He rolled the dice last week. England, Italy um, on Sunday. You'd have to think that England will probably bounce back. their attack was very blunt last week. and But hopefully, I think everyone would love to see Italy make a game of that and, and continue in the championship and be really, really challenging the other teams.
1: Yep, they may well do. Quinny, thanks a million. Goodbye.
2: Cheers, lads. Thanks. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.